Hello and welcome to Bellhaven Podcast. I'm your host, Brent Weber. On today's episode, we'll be listening to PSY 352, Social Psychology with Professor Nathan Smith. I hope you listen and enjoy. Okay, so going back to a subject we've talked about extensively in uh, previous lectures, obedience. So obedience as other-centeredness. This is a this is an interesting topic for Christians, especially. So empathy may not always be the prime motivator of other-centered altruism. Altruism may also stem from internalized moral code or rational choice, right? So obedience to act to love others uh, could be a type of other-centered motive. Uh, love for God, submission to one's own desire for the good of the other, etc. So let me give this to you again. Um, maybe I'll give it to you in a different way. So, um, so say Jesus commands us to love, uh, love one another, which he does. Um, so when we are being obedient to that command, um, are we being altruistic, or are we being obedient, or are we being both, or or how does that break down? And how does the obedience uh, aspect um, fit in? Um, I think of this um, in terms of uh, sort of parents with children, which is a helpful way to simplify, uh, I found. Um, so I don't know about you, but when I was a child, um, my parents made me give part of my allowance to the church. So they would give me, gosh, who knows, probably a, a few dollars, we'll say. For easy math, we'll say five dollars a week. So that they would give me five dollars a week, and um, they made me um, give fifty cents a week to the church, which I'd put in the offering basket, and they made me give put fifty cents into my bank account every week. I, I was very young. Um, I don't even know how old. Um, so we had this kind of uh, forced uh, altruism, um, and the the goal, right, was to teach me um, that my money is not my own; it's God's money, uh, and so you give God's money back to God, and you also um, you put some of God's money away. Uh, for a rainy day, or uh, so you don't just spend it all on frivolities. Uh, you you put some of it away, and you you are responsible with God's money, right? That was the ultimate goal they were trying to teach me. Um, so um, so you have these acts of obedience that are also. So does the so it would be interesting to think you know does did the giving I did as a child that was forced on me. Should that count as giving? Should that count as altruism? Um, what is that behavior? Um, it was to, for me. It was simply obedience, right? I didn't have much of a choice. Um, but it was also good behavior. It was also pro-social behavior. So, um, just to add a little more complexity to this discussion. Uh, so one of the final questions we're looking at today: uh, How do we increase helping behavior? Well, there are some things that are proven, I will say demonstrated, to increase helping behavior. First is information. 
So making people more aware of factors that affect the likelihood of helping. Um, for example, we talked about um, this diffusion of responsibility. You don't know whether um, you're responsible for helping or not. Well, if you provide information, um, then it's, it's clearer. So you don't say, there may or may not be a problem, we don't know, hunger, hunger in Boston, there might be a problem, there might not be a problem, we don't know. Um, who the heck knows, right? Too, too difficult to know. This is not good information for helping behavior, right? We, wanted, we would say something else. You would say, uh, did you know that um, there are 500,000 people in Boston every day who are hungry, who can't find a meal, uh, who, can't, uh, who don't have access to the, the regular food they need to survive? So just the providing of this information can increase helping behavior because it clarifies the issue. So um, those of you who are in nonprofit work, in pastoral work, um, clarity of the issue, what is it that needs to be done, is important. Um, so that, that goes back to this informational piece. Pro-social models, witnessing others' help, including strangers, tends to increase helping. Um, Right. This is um, this is something you might want to uh, you know to prime the pump with giving. Um, if you're asking for people to to volunteer to do something, if you have somebody who you know is going to volunteer, um, and they volunteer first, that will sort of break that barrier, and other people will see that model, and have that barrier broken, and maybe they'll help too. Um, so again, this type of pro-social uh, modeling. And then reducing ambiguity, which kind of gets back to information. Make clear the need for help. Infuse responsibility in others and give them the ability to help. And this is where um, we want to lower the requirements. We want to make it as easy as possible for people to give. The church I go to now, one of the things about me that, that one of the things about the church that I find frustrating is it's so hard to give them money through their website. Um, my wife and I do pretty much all of our bills online, uh, like a lot of people do now on our phone. I can move money around on my phone. Um, I can pay my heat bill and my power bill and my water bill and my cable bill. I do it all from my phone, um, but if I want to donate to my church, I have to find my checkbook where who knows where it is and write it out put it in the mail, or, or remember to bring it on a Sunday morning, um, which I don't do for anything else in my life, really. Our, our bills are all automatic, and they just go. You know, the cable bill is due the 20th of the month, and it just gets automatically deducted. So that's what we want to do. Um, but we can't because it's not set up well on their website, so we have to go through these extra steps and then forget to bring a check one week and then you want to bring it, you know, you have to bring two the next week or remember to bring double or what have you. Um, so that is to say, um, I am very confident my church would get more money from people if they would make it easier for everybody to give to them. Um, so uh, the same is true in, in all kinds of helping behaviors. You make, make clear the need and then infuse the responsibility and give them the tools they need to do it and people will help more. 
so, uh, so complex views, complex views on the motives. Um, the two main ideas regarding what prompts altruism is one, social egoism, that is the ultimate focus is on self-gain, consistent with naturalism, this goes back to our original question. And then um, the second view is altruism as other-centeredness, right? This thing from the CFR view that we believe is true, uh, true but imperfect. Uh, looking at the egoism motive, um, there's an immediate motive for helping. For example, the expectation of reciprocity. I'll help you, you help me. There are um, ultimate motives. Helping is ultimately evolutionarily advantageous. So, so why would that be the case? Um, well, if you help someone, so uh, you give someone some extra food you have. Um, we're thinking now in evolutionary time. Um, so we're in a hunter-gatherer type of community on a plane somewhere. Um, if um, you have some extra fruits and you give it to your neighbors, then when they have some extra meat from a hunt, they'll share it with you, right? So. In this way, groups that are working together and helping each other are going to be more successful than groups that aren't. And inclusive fitness, this is this idea of um, genetic transmission. Uh, so the, the more you, know, you help your children because they're passing on your genetic code. And then the cognitively enhanced evolutionary model. Use cognitive strategies to distort the help you gave to make it seem less costly than it was. Um, so, so the discounting labor of love, you fake yourself into thinking that your helping is not really risking. Or you have a modesty bias, you know, it wasn't anything at all, you might say. Uh, and this is something that happens after the fact, right, generally, uh, the modesty bias. You know, after it's done, any task seems easier uh, than before it was done or while you're doing it. Um, you know, everything from... Uh, getting a degree uh, like you all are working on now. Um, you're going to look back on it in a few years once it's done and go, gosh, you know, it wasn't that hard. Um, but at the moment, you know, it can, it can be very hard. It will feel hard because it is hard. But then, you know, um, I'm looking, I turn around and look up, I've got my degree on my wall, my master's degree. And uh, I know it took me five years uh, of hard work because I was working full-time, etc. But it just looks good. It feels good. Um, but <laughs> but uh, if you ask my wife, if you ask anyone who knew me at the time, it was very, very difficult. So remember this modesty bias. And then altruism is other-centeredness. Um, as we discussed, proposing that other-centered helping occurs, uh, though our capacity for other-centeredness is a fragile flower easily overtaken by self-concern. And this is something that we, we believe is happening, but we know it, it also is fragile. So consider compassion and obedience um, to, to theological norms for helping as possible other-centered motives to explore and research. Right, compassion uh, as different from empathy, and then obedience, obedience to God, obedience to the teachings of Christ obedience to parents at times, obedience to, to uh, pastors and elders. And this challenges the naturalist assumption that, that ultimate motives, that is egoism, can be assumed or measured. 
Um, and really what we have found is it's hard to uh, measure any of these things. And ultimately we propose the Batson's idea of a plurality of motives that include genuine others concern for altruistic acts is more consistent with the rich diversity of human motives. Um, we know that these religious um, these religiously fueled motives are real um, and also there is egoism probably there as well in, in varying amounts and this varies over time from day to day or moment to moment. So what's next before watching the lecture? We've already done that and so you're going to be completing your writing assignments, answering your questions, taking your unit quiz, doing any other writing you need to do. Have a good week.